welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Clack it. Clack it. We're going. Oh, we're going Scottish today. Aye, that we are, Griffin. We've made it into the podcast. Oh, welcome all ye, one and all, to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. We're in Scotland today. You had a little bit of like... Dinga-dinga-dargan. Yeah, I was going to say, you hit a little (laughs) Swedish there. I got a little Swedish. Well, I've been in our Sunday night game... Uh, it's very Nordic inspired, yeah. so I've been practicing like my Norwegian and my uh-huh, Swedish. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, happy Leif Erikson Day, yeah. uh, podcast listeners, customers, and shoppers worldwide. Welcome back. Uh, we just really dove into this intro. This there we go. Around. We're we're, Here we we're, are. we're around. That was yeah. a, a bombastic intro, yeah. my man. Yeah. How are you, buddy? How's it going? I'm doing good. Doing good. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I had a nice karaoke eve last night. I haven't. I also had a nice karaoke I ha- eve. I haven't drank uh, in a while, so like mm-hmm. that was, it was nice. Sing anything, sing anything fun? D- did I sing anything fun? Yeah. Um, I sang G- uh, uh, The Middle by Jimmy World. Never sang that one before. That was yeah. a fun one. That's a good one. I, uh, that's in my repertoire as well. I like to use it to warm up sometimes. Yeah. It's just a nice, like, it's a chill tame, one. mellow song. It's not too straining. Yeah, I, um, I, I haven't sang in a while, and I started off trying to sing Inside Out by Eve Six. And that that, that that end, like, key change or whatever, yep. like, I hit, like, a ceiling. I was like, my voice won't go any higher right now. And <laughs> it, didn't, it wasn't great. Um, I tried out a new one. Okay. I sang "Human" by Rag and Bone Man. I don't think the, I know what that is. It's the, it's the uh, I'm only human after uh, all. Yeah, I'm only I human. Don't put your blame on me. Yeah. I, get, I get to I got to play with my low end, which I normally don't get to do. There that you often. go. Fun stuff. Um, yeah, I also did take me to church. Yeah. Which like I had never done before, and that also it's like that pushed fuck. the high end of yeah, my ceiling. Song, yeah, song is so high. I was having fun that night. Oh, I was, I was like, you know what? Let's do some new shit. Let's just go for it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Hey, this my... has been our karaoke minute. Yes, here uh, we go. <laughs> Zach and Griffin's karaoke talk. Here we go. Amazing. Here we go. Friends. Sting plays for that. Have we? Have we? Did we do the 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 uh, uh, I'm Zach. I'm Griffin bit. I don't think we ever did that yet. Oh, we haven't done it I'm yet Griffin. today. Oh, and I'm Zach, and this is All Zach right, and we're... Griffin's multiversal pet shop. <laughs> oh, Griffin, I bought merch. Yes, sir. I haven't merch? bought. I haven't got pet shop merch yet. Uh, oh, have, you know what? I have also not bought merch, and I really should before I, have, I go to Gen Con. I have a phone case and a bro tank coming. <laughs> you got the bro tank? Yeah, I got the 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 dark blue bro tank, and I got the the pet shop uh, phone case. Nice, nice. So, um, I got the protective one, not the the not the thin one. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm going to snag when I get... Because uh, Chase and I, uh, our producer for the show, and our boss, yeah, uh, we're, going to, yep, we're going to Gen Con this year, which oh, I think no. I mentioned in a previous episode. Yeah. But I realized he can plug all the Another Path stuff. It falls on me to plug the pet shop side of things. Yeah, So I need to get you. me a shirt. And I think I'm going to get a V-neck, because I like V-necks. And I think I'm going to get it in purple. You should get a baseball tee. I'm not a big fan there. of baseball tees. See, I That's love, more your style. That is, yeah. I do love me some baseball tees. Yeah. But I've been working out, outside a lot, and I was like, you know what? Bro tank. That's fair. Bro tank. I've um. <laughs> also been thinking about getting one of those Matt Mercer-style flowy vest things, because why not? <laughs> I figure I already look enough like him. And I wear the leather wristbands when I DM. Yes, yes, that you do. That's like I, <laughs> I can't go, I can't go full on and cop his entire style. That was, I think that so. was my favorite thing when I came over for Christmas and you were at the DM for you. I was like, wow, going full Mercer on us, aren't you? Yeah. You're like, you're like, oh damn, I am, aren't I? <laughs> well, because I've been wearing those since before I started watching Critical Role. Yeah. But then I was just like, ah, beans. I'm beans. Really, I've got the Mercer swag on. Oh, Mercer, what a guy. Yeah. 
Hey, yeah. Matthew Mercer, listen to our show. Matt Mercer from uh, the show? There we go. Fr- friend of the show? Yeah, it's like the secret. If we yeah. just will it into existence, then it'll come true. Yeah, I mean, because that's um, what happened with Dooley Hill over on a, another path. Now, we're, yeah. like, like we had a nice brunch with Dooley, and it was great. Mm-hmm. We should get him in the sh- in the shop, hook him up with some, uh, maybe like a familiar or something. Oh, man, we can get him a Tressim. Everyone wants yeah. a Tressim. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, the results oh, yeah. of the Wacky Weekly Would You Rather of uh, Yester Ep, we asked you all of the some of the familiars we talked about in our previous episode, which one would you prefer to have? A Sprite, a Pseudo-Dragon, an Imp, or a Tressum? And I think, unsurprisingly, Pseudo-Dragon won out. I'm a little I bummed am... that Tressum didn't win. I I was Tressum has the least amount of votes. Tressum, maybe it's because people just don't know what a Tressum is. It's possible because pseudo dragons are pretty widely recognizable, and Tressums we found. I think Tressums were in like a specific adventure book. Yeah, um, Storm and not King's in like Thunder. Yeah, I think it was Storm King, um, and not like a specific like not one of the monster manuals yeah. or anything. But they that's still. Be. Quite all right. Pseudo dragons. I mean, again, they're classic. They're 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 pretty baller. They're pretty baller. Amazing. Well, we have another show for you. Another group of creatures to go over. Yes. Um. So, uh, I almost said sit back, relax, enjoy your trip down. (laughs) Second Griffin's multiversal pet shop. Um. So here's let me let me set the scene, if I may, for today's episode. Yes, please do. Zach, what when you think of a pet? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, gotta go with a dog, baby. Right? A lot of people, like, like dogs and cats are kind of, like, the big two. Yeah. But, like, dogs are pretty widely popular, especially, like, you know, when you think of, like, the ye old American dream, you know, white picket fence, two and a half kids, big golden retriever in the front lawn. I never understood the two and a half kids thing, but whatever. It's like a statistic, you know, like... I'm just you saying, know, some families have I'm one saying, kid, some where, families have three kids, you average it out to two and a half. I'm just saying, like, where did, where did the half of that kid go? Look, that's a there. We need to talk about what, what happened to Jimmy. You know what like, happened to Jimmy? And why did he eat the world? Where's his bottom half? But dogs. Everyone loves dogs. Usually, yes. it's pretty pretty common uh, accepted that dogs are great. Yes. Sometimes people get tired of dogs. I don't and I know how. there's a lot of different, I don't know how, but sometimes there's a lot of different types of dogs out there, mm-hmm. and you get bogged down by how many dog choices there are. That's fair. That's this one can't live in hot climates. This one needs a certain diet. We fucked up pugs real bad. <laughs> so, so bad, you guys. <laughs> and so, bulldogs, and too. Just, oh. just fucked them right up. We're great as, pe- as people, as a collective. Just we, great. We don't, dogs. we don't fuck with things that shouldn't be fucked with. Of course not. Never. Why would we? It's not like we have a power trip as a as a species. A power complex as a species, yeah. yeah anyway, we're getting more political than we wanted to. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. When it comes to fucking up dogs, I'm okay with calling those shots. There we go. Um, but with our, our other dimensional audience, who might not be as familiar with our wide breeds of dogs, they might want something more familiar. There might be people of varying alignments who are searching for something that they can uh, more associate and form a connection with. So on this episode, we are diving back into uh, Oval's uh, Manual of Critters. Oval's Manual uh, of Critters, fully, just diving in. And we have four alternatives to dogs. So it's like dogs, but not. <laughs> it's like, it's dogs, but not. Dogs, but not. <laughs> episode 17. This episode is... Possibly dogs. Yeah, dogs, but not. But let's dive in, shall we? Oh, most deaf. We have four different selections for you, ranging from our smallest to largest. So, you know, like, because you can go from your chihuahuas to your great Danes, and what? Have you ever seen The Patriot? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this might not stay on the podcast. There's a scene in The Patriot featuring Mel Gibson where, uh, you know, he's it's American Revolution. He's, like, a rebel leader um, fighting the English, and he, like, leads all these people on raids and, like, stealing shit from, like, wagon trains of the British, and they find two dogs, which are Great Danes, and he, like, like lures them back, to, not lures them, but, like, befriends them back to the camp with food and stuff, and a bunch of his people get taken by a British colonel, and he goes to uh, basically, like, do a prisoner exchange. And he brings the dogs as, like, a peace offering, because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's the British colonel's dogs. Um, 
and the the guy is one of the le- the lieutenants is like telling the colonel is like sir there's someone at the gates blah 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 he claims to be one of the rebels he's like he has a pair of dogs with him sir great danes <laughs> and he says it exactly like that and it's the funniest fucking thing ever mel gibson uh, plays a lot of rebel leaders fighting the english mm-hmm. at least two yes i think just two <laughs> Anyway, this has been Zach and Griffin's Movie Minute. Mel, um, Mel Gibson chat. <laughs> let's get back into the, our actual shit. Yes. Um, so starting at the smallest of our uh, options today, we have something called Thornies. So a, a one would be a thorny? One thorny, a singular thorny. Uh, and to first talk about thornies, we first have to talk about a uh, type of sentient plant called Vegapygmies. Yeah, they're small little fungus creatures, basically. They live in small tribal units. They are, um, it says here their vegapygmies are also called mold folk or moldies. So like a smaller version of like a myconid kind of thing. Kind of. I'm not sure what their, what their relation to myconids are, but, um... Vegapygmies are born out of uh, a... They originate from the remains left behind when a humanoid or giant is killed by something called russet mold. Um, It's a type of reddish-brown fungus found in places that are dark, warm, and wet, and it can spread across stuff and just kind of emit spores and poison you and uh, it kind of infects you with this kind of uh, infection, I guess, an infestation. Oh, and boy. if you die from it, then vegetables will pop out of your body. Lovely. Yeah. Um, but these things can also kill beasts. The russet mold can also kill beasts. In which case, um, thornies will spawn out of that. Um, they're considered less intelligent, but are uh, larger than your standard vegapygmy, and are a bit more ferocious, and they have a thorn-covered body, hence their name. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do these and things so look like? They're like a... Alright, so take your traditional dog structure. Yes. You know, the, you the quadrupedal... The, Mm-hmm. The tail, the the cute head with the floppy ears, sometimes yeah. floppy ears. Um, now turn it all like a a nice matte black. Okay. That's a little goopy. A little goopy. Uh, add four eyes, kind of so, like so. We'll, we'll on top add of each an other. extra set of eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. add a, add an extra set of eyes. Um, and then like some weird like tentacle tongue. Yes, yeah, it looks like I'm seeing three tongues right now. Something in there. And then they have these little fungus growths, like the tall, thin little mushrooms yeah. uh, growing just all across their back, all in that black coloration. And then add a bunch of thorns, and you got a thorny. Huh. Well, alright. Yeah. I mean, they're cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're, no, they're perfect... They're perfect for, like, maybe fey creatures or elves or furbolgs, forest dwellers. Yeah. Uh, they ha- they are, r- kind of hilariously, they are resistant to other, like, stabbing types of, of damage because they're covered in spikes. That would make sense. Well, that and they're, like, plant goop, too. Yeah. They're also li- lightning resistant, which is kind of fun. So if oh. you, can leave your thorny, you can leave your thorny out in a thunderstorm and don't have to worry about it. Yeah, for real, though. And it's going to get um, watered because of the rain. Yeah. They can blend in with plant-like environments, obviously. Uh, they have a natural regeneration oh. by virtue of being being plant-like. Uh, as long as they don't suffer things like fire or freezing or, uh, you know, things that would kill plants. Like, really good. Like, super effective types of damage, you yeah. know? Think, think Pokemon style. Po- Pokemon. Are they are they vulnerable to fire no. and stuff? Oh no. So. It just prevents their their ability to regenerate. Oh well there we go. Um, now the one downside I will say is because of all the thorns, they will be a bit difficult to cuddle. Mm-hmm. But uh I think you can find that like I don't know a lot of cats that like to be cuddled actively, but a cat can still be a great addition to a household. Mm-hmm. So this is fair. thornies 
yeah. Thornies. I don't know if they have any, like, like, um, I know that Vegapygmies live in, like, a tribal unit. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know how Vegap or how uh, Thornies will, how they respond to that. They they're they have like beast intelligence. Yeah, I, I so, would assume that they like like a, a warg to some goblins. They're just mm-hmm. uh, they're the critters. Yeah, but like if you, you know, if you take a Thorny away from a Vegapigmy tribe, I don't think the Thorny is going to be too broken up about it as yeah. long as you show it some love and you know water it. <laughs> I don't know if you really need to feed a thorny. You might just need to water it. Well, there you go. Yeah, it is a fungus. It, so maybe like like a nice cellar, you know? Yeah. Like a, a place that's kind of a little warm, a little damp. Or if you just have access to a nice dank cave. <laughs> yes, uh, a nice dank cave. Would be have. perfect for a thorny. Oh, but that'd be um, so nice to have one. You, you, like it, it hangs out in your your yard, mm-hmm. like at night, and it you know it hunkers on down, and it yeah. just looks like a like like a you know a mound of grass or something. And say you know some some burglars show up, you know the classic mask and, and right. a black and white stripe uh, outfit, like it's in not uh, great for stealth, but they like, always do like it. in Christmas Story, you know for sure, uh, and. Uh, Try to to sneak in, and then oh, that little mound over there was there, but now it's not. Oh, what? Whoa! And then suddenly, whoom! A big moldy dog's on top of you. <laughs> it's four eyes staring down. It's thorny, a uh, 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 carapace piercing, uh, uh, turning all of that white of the you know, white stripes into red stripes. And yeah. uh, you don't got a problem with burglars, no more. No, no, no. Uh, in reading further, it does say that Vegapygmies, and I'm assuming then by extension Thornies, uh, do coexist well with Myconids. Oh, well, there we go. Makes sense. And it says that Vegapygmies uh, prefer, they, it says they prefer to eat fresh meat, bone, and blood, but Vegapygmies can absorb nutrients from the soil and many sorts of organic matter, meaning that they rarely go hungry. So I'm assuming that applies to Thornies as well. Yeah. So oh, you, nice. you could, yeah, so you can, you know, if you've got a decent, like, yard or some, uh, you know, if you're in that cave, some other fungus they can latch onto, mm-hmm. um, or you can just feed them that burglar. Yeah, feed them the burglar, yeah. um, m- maybe having just a nice patch of, like, clear soil, like, don't, you know, don't mm-hmm. have grass or anything growing there, just leave it, you know, empty so that mm-hmm. they, they can sort of, you know, curl in. You know, it's like a dog bed. Yeah. It's like a charging. It's like a wireless charging station for your phone. Exactly. You just, they just kind of cruise in. It's very good. Instead of dog food, you just need to buy bags of fertilizer. You're good to go. <laughs> that really got me. Yeah, got him. Do you think that thornies kind of change in coloration with the seasons? I wonder. They're that, not like you know. They're not like trees. They're they're not a, a, a like a an arboreal sort of dog. They're a fungus dog. Yeah. But I don't, and I'm not well versed enough in my fungology to. I know that's not the term for it, but I thought it was funny. Uh, <laughs> um, to like, I wonder if their coloration changes, like, or if it's based off of where they were spawned. Like yeah. what what environments? Like if a if a swamp thorny has a different coloration or uh, sort of uh, design, I guess, mm-hmm. to it than, like, a field thorny or, like, a grotto thorny. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, since they're not arboreal, I'm not sure. Or, It'd be interesting. Or what is it? A, a conifer, mm. I believe, is the the term for, for uh, trees it's that shed their leaves. Uh, yes. A conifer, yes. yes. Sure. Do a quick I be- Google check. I, I believe so, but yeah, since it, they're yeah, know. they're coniferous. Con- yes, um, but I, I think it would be very lovely to see a thorny in like autumn. You know, uh, a, a, an array yeah. of reds and yellows and oranges and browns and stuff. It'd be pretty yeah. as hell. I'd and love then that. You thorny. can always know what season it is. Exactly. Beautiful. And then every season it sheds its shrooms and <laughs> grows new ones. And then you've got some great fodder for salads. See, I don't know if you'd want to eat those shrooms. Cause I think those yeah, shrooms are what not. what kill people and then make them into vegapygmies. Yeah, probably not. Don't don't it. eat the shrooms off your thornies, guys. <laughs> don't 
don't, I don't do care it. how I don't care how tempted you are. This is Zach and Griffin telling you not to do it. That's yes. our that's a that's a Zach and Griffin's uh, TM big nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> anyway, let us anyway. move on to that next one, huh? Yeah. So this so is say, yeah. say goodbye to the thornies and but, say hello to. Well, these ones, uh, Griff, are probably the closest we're going to get to an actual dog today. Um, yes, sir. And we are talking about the Shadow Mastiff. Right. So well, there's it, our, there is a dog name in that. Yes. It is a Mastiff of sorts, mm-hmm. but like the Shadow Fell version. Oh. Uh, yes. It's okay. a, the, this. Uh, 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 Oval's manual says... Uh, these black hounds of the Shadowfell move invisibly through the shadows, always on the hunt. In gloomy places where the veil between the Shadowfell and the material plane is thinnest, they can cross over into the dark realms of the world. Ooh. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're dope. They're essentially just a big mastiff, but black in coloration. And their face is just a little more... What's the word I'm looking for? Evil? I was going to say uh, Grumpus, but <laughs> but I, I could Their take... Their face is just a little more Grumpus. A little more Grumpus. Yeah. Um, and the I'm claws... seeing a lot more teeth. Yeah. The, the, the teeth and the claws are very long as well. Yeah. Um, so they're sort of souped up a bit. Um, I, I like this um, way to describe them. It says that they are ravenous Oh, or ravenous. I, I, ravenous. I, I read ravenous because they're black, but yeah, ravenous. That's also. so ravenous. It, that's so ravenous. <laughs> Shadow mastiffs are packed, uh, not packed, pack creatures. Okay. So they, they tend to hunt in packs. Um, Makes sense. So when one of them enters a rift between the planes, several more are sure to follow, which nice. is great. Um, they are, you know, have a, a classic, you know, like wolf structure where one is led by an alpha, being it male mm-hmm. or female, doesn't matter. Um, that is the smartest and toughest of them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It says that they must remain sharp to keep the rest of the pack in line, lest it be killed or replaced. I so, mean, that makes sense. If if the strong survive, and yeah, you got one shadow master who's like, man, I bet now, I'm stronger than my alpha. Yeah. There you go. Oh man! So this says um, that some faiths that are devoted um, to, to uh, deities of gloom and night perform rites to summon these creatures from the Shadowfell um, and put them to work as like guards. Um, this is fun or uh, punishers of non-believers, heretics, and apostates. Oh, yeah. So just sicken the shadow mastiffs on you. Yes. So they they are summonable, like a lot of those um, uh, mm-hmm. familiars we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. They um, do have uh, um, the ability to do to do sort of see into the ethereal plane. Um, huh. Yes, they have an ethereal sight, um, and so it makes them especially skilled guardians because they can sort of see if uh. things are sort of creeping through the other plane. For sure, yeah. Try to like and and uh, like all dogs have those finely uh, tuned senses, yeah. So just like alert you of danger because all dogs have a sixth sense. We know this; they can yeah, tell when earthquakes are coming. Exactly. You know, there's all that movie trope of dogs being able to see ghosts and shit. These dogs can actually see ghosts. These can actually see the ghosts. Um, now they, while they're in darkness or dim light, they um, are uh, especially resistant as just sort of our mundane human weapons, mm-hmm. which is nice, handy. Shadow exactly. Um, Mastiff, yes, as I said earlier, can see uh, ethereal creatures and objects, and so not just beings, mm. but like just everything. Um, so if someone's trying to sneak some like ethereal contraband exactly into your church. Some have, some ghost drugs. Yeah, exactly. Have you know? Have, that's why they keep uh, Shadow Mastiff on um, you know retainer with the uh, TSA. I was um, hoping you were going to make a TSA joke. Make a TSA joke. <laughs> so if I, a, anyone's trying to sneak in some dank you know ethereal uh, uh, potions <laughs> and or drugs, they can sniff that shit out. They do have keen hearing and smell. Um, mm-hmm. This is a fun one. Um, they have something called Shadow Blend. Um, while in dim light or darkness, the shadow mastiff can use a bonus action to become invisible, mm-hmm. along with anything it is wearing or carrying. So if you've got so like that, a, a cute shadow fell dog sweater on it, uh, I'm so even, proud of you because I was going to make the same fucking joke. Yes, 
it, 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 it takes it with it. We are we are together right now, you and I. We are we are drift compatible. Yeah, we're in the drift now. This invisibility lasts either until it ends it or it decides to attack something. Like it makes nice. itself until it makes itself known, pretty much. As long it as it stays stay in, in the it, in the yeah, shadows. In the shadows, if it comes to the light, it becomes visible again. Or if mm-hmm. you know someone manages to knock it out while it's invisible. It's a good um, dog. It is. It, it can stay invisible for a long time as long as it's just chilling and watching. You know, it's a good boy and or girl. Now it is. They are um, susceptible to sunlight. Um, that makes sense. Yes. Um, but 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 yeah. Shadow massive, just a dark, shadowy good boy or girl. Here's here's what I've just pictured because I always take these creatures and throw them into mundane circumstances mm-hmm. of you know it's it's late. I've just turned in to go to bed and I'm not sleeping. So I'm an insomniac, but let's say it's a normal person and I'm just I'm just dozing off and all of a sudden there's there's like scratching at my door. My dog wants to cuddle. I'm like, all right, cool. And I I wander over to the door and I open it up and nothing's there. And I'm like, oh, it's just Henry. And I go back to the bed, and this invisible force climbs itself up onto my bed and snuggles in with me with its with its dozens of teeth. And it's just like, you know, it's spewing shadowy sclorp off of its body. Sclorp. And I can't see it. You heard me. Yeah, yeah, I uh, but I reach over and I pet invisible Henry. And we just kind of have an invisible cuddle. Oh, Henry, what a good girl. Um, yeah. Now, they're very cool. Like I said, you know, like we were talking about with thornies, you know, they they can hang out, they can guard your your, your home, your uh, mm-hmm. your fortress, your cave, whatever. Especially yeah. during the night, they just gotta chill there, and no one's gonna like be able an, to see them. An, an underdark denizen, most deaf. Now, with that yeah. sunlight, um, you know, a weakness. Um, you're gonna want to live in a bit of a darker place, you know. Like think mm-hmm. of the Twilight logic, where you know they don't want to be in the sun, so they live in like Washington, where apparently there's We're not a woods. lot of sun for some reason. I, I think it's more than just like there's all a ton of woods. Well, that there, I think right? it also like averaged the most like rainfall of like any place uh, ever. So like you know, cloud covers just very uh, yeah apparent prevalent prevalent years. yes. Um, but Shadow yes. Mastiffs, I think, are a great, like, of our alternatives to dogs, our dogs but not. They're the most dog. Yeah, most um, deaf. They are. They're a really good kind of, like, if you want to, like, you're used to dogs and you want to start experimenting, like, this is a good gateway dog. Yeah. <laughs> Into some other dog alternatives. Most deaf. Now, uh, like I said, they are a pack creature, so it may be nice to have more than one. You know, just like with yeah. dogs, like, having one dog is fine, but having an extra dog, someone for them to play with. Have a you know a, a little a little sib to just pal around with. It's always sib. good. A little sib. So does nice it say anything? Have. Does it say anything in there about what they eat? Um. Do I need it, to go get some shadow do, kibble? Do, do. Well, do I just th- pour the kibble into a bowl and they consume the physical shadow of the kibble? Well, it says that they they hunt and they'll, they'll okay. hunt in both the Shadowfell and our place. Um, oh yeah, right here it says uh, when a shadow in the pack is hungry and senses prey nearby, the alpha lets loose a howl that strikes fear into the hearts of nearby beasts and humanoids. Uh, it's so they howl- like to eat people and animals. All right, yeah. cool. Its howls also signal to the rest of the pack to move in for the kill. So yeah, they they just they eat. They're hunters. They eat meat. Okay. okay. I'm still gonna roll with that shadow kibble joke though. Most F. All, All right. shadow kibs. <laughs> shadow kibs. That's yeah, the, I like that, these that's, guys. That's, that's uh, we gotta get them to sponsor us. Shadow Kibs, yeah, one of our next sponsors. Yeah, let me write it down. Shadow Kibs, I gotta, I gotta, gotta keep a running list. Um, we have a lot of prospective uh, uh, mm-hmm. sponsors that we really just need to. I've been meaning Shadow to sit Kibs. down and, and make some calls, and man, I just mm-hmm. really putting that off. And you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, the folks over at Sink Beans, like they they keep not getting back to me, so. Hey, at least we still got good old Litteraline, am I right? Mm-hmm. Our number one sponsor. Um, Litteraline, a better way to do your business. <laughs> well, for your yeah. animals to do their business. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could use it if you really in, wanted in to. In theory, it does get rid of the poo, so like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, can, just eats it right off. It just eats it right up. 
Um, amazing. <laughs> Literalized. So, it eats it right up. It eats it right up. <laughs> so that was the Shadow Mastiff. Um, awesome. So that's love two it. down, two to go. Two dogs down, two more to go. But first, let's. Uh, speaking of our lovely sponsors, we do have another one tonight. Tonight, today. At, we have one right now. Let's scoot on over. Everybody needs a friend sometimes. Some days that 9 to 5 just drags you down and you need somebody to help pick you back up. Some days you have to go to the store but leaving the house by yourself seems next to impossible. Some days you just need someone to listen. And for some folks, animal or monster companionship just isn't the right fit. If you've ever found yourself in a situation like that, then Instant Mister may be right for you. Instant Mister is a compact, inflatable companion that you can keep in a pocket, purse, or backpack until you need a friend. Just pull the seal on the top of your Instant Mister, and he inflates within seconds into a fully grown, human-sized buddy just for you. Instant Mister follows wherever you go and is durable enough to stand up to water, dirt, and unwanted human contact as you brush by strangers in tight situations. And when you're done, simply say, see you next time, pal, and the magical enchantment safely deflates your instant mister and returns him to a compact size for next time. Need an audience to practice speaking in front of others? Instant mister. Walking home late at night and want someone to help keep you safe? Instant mister. Tired of sleeping alone? Instant Mister. Instant Mister comes in many design options such as businessman, skater punk, frat guy, single father, guy with acoustic guitar who only knows one song, doctor, woodsman, beer snob, underachiever, and more. Also, check out our celebrity options. You can style your Instant Mister after famous misters such as Ryan Reynolds, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew Mercer, Andre 3000, Stephen Hawking, John F. Kennedy, and more. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP to order your Instant Mister today. Or you can order online at PetShopCast.com and use the promo code LONELY to get 15% off your order. Instant Mister. You've got a friend whenever. Oh, what a product. Uh, yeah. And or Thanks, service. Guys. What a good product and or service that you can spend your multidimensional money on to uh, obtain said product or employ said service. There we go. <laughs> that was the most <laughs> non-committal thing I've ever heard. Anyway. Here's the, here's the thing, listeners. I don't. We don't put the ads in, in until after we record them. Hey, magicians so, never reveal their tricks, Griff. Oh, that's okay. If I decide that was a dumb thing to say, I can cut around it. Editing's that's the great. magic of editing. Da, 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 da. All right. All right. So we got two more, two more dog, uh, uh, pseudo dogs. Yes. <laughs> to go that, through. Now this one, I'm a big, big fan of. Yes. I'm, oh, I'm I'm real pumped. Here we go. Yes. So the next one, we've got um you know, last we had the 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 dogs of fungi. We had the dogs of mm-hmm. shadowness. Now we've got the mm-hmm. dogs of dragons. I'm talking dogs about, of dragons. I'm talking about the guard drake. Ooh. A guard drake is like it's like the name would suggest, pretty much a dragon dog. All right. A quadrupedal <laughs> Uh, you know, as you mentioned, the the sort of basic dog setup: four legs mm-hmm. and long tail, um, but tubular all, body, tubular body, but all uh, all dragon like man, yeah. scaly, and then uh, we you know, will sort of have similar um, physical characteristics as like their sort of colored. Um, an- yeah. the draconic ancestry would. I just have. noticed that because, like in the in Oval's book, his Oval's very good book, um, the it, it gives a, sh- uh, a depiction of a blue guard drake and a green guard drake. Yeah, it does have and, like, a little a uh, chromatic guard drake like table of like yeah. sort of their the differences. I figure we could go yeah. over at some point. Yeah, because I'm looking at the blue one. It's got a big horn. On, on like where its nose kind of is. Yeah, it's also a little beefier. Yeah, and blue, but blue dragons, like actual blue dragons, have a big horn. I've got my monster manual right here, so like you can see. Yeah, like they've got a big horn there because I know that all the different dragons have like differences in kind of the the crests and the the whatnot on their heads. This, the the sundries attached the to flares. their flares. Yeah. 
So exactly. I, it's cool that that carries over to Gardrakes. But yeah, uh, it's a reptilian creature created out of dragon scales by means of a bizarre and grisly ritual. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So when trained properly, a drake is obedient, loyal, and territorial, which makes it an excellent watch beast that can follow simple commands. Nice. Nice. Now, it, uh, it's described as, as they are gifts from dragons. So the ritual to create a guard drake was originally devised by the cult of Tiamat. So mm. Tiamat, the queen of uh, chromatic dragons. Yes. For those who are unaware. You know, uh, it usually uh, assumed to be quite evil, but I had a, you know, I ran into her at Chili's last week. and Just hanging out in the Chili's? Yeah, she's, well, she's, did get, did get they have to, like... Sh- did they, like, shut the entire Chili's down? Uh, well, th- th- about a quarter of the restaurant. She kind of had a, okay. you know, her whole entourage had sort of the back corner. But, okay. um, you know, I was heading to the restroom, and then just we just kind of bumped into each other. And I was like, hey, I, I enjoy your work. Um, <laughs> it was nice. Uh, Did you get a picture? No. I had, okay. they, they wanted me to, like, sign, like, some, like, non-disclosures and stuff. And I was like, sure. I was like, this is odd. I don't want to do this. I mean, I if like, people oh. knew where Tiamat was all the time, then exactly. like you know, all the all the paladins and all the Bahamut followers would just be tracking her down, yeah, exactly, or all the fanboys and girls and gentle people. So yeah, I just shook her hand and, and we kind of went on our way. But hey, she's lovely. She's very mm. lovely. Yeah, apparently mm. they were celebrating. Uh, she was just in a, a community theater's uh, rendition of Godspell. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they were celebrating their opening night, and you know what? It's pretty. Good. I hear, I hear did each of did each of the five heads play a different role? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> God, I love you. Thanks, man. <laughs> anyway, um, the the rituals to create these can take uh, several days um, and requires ten pounds of fresh dragon scales. Oh my god! So it is a costly venture yeah. to create a, a, a drake. Um, it takes a large amount of fresh meat and an iron cauldron. Get those things together, boom! And when it's um complete, a halfling-sized egg emerges. Oh my god! It's like a so, four-foot egg. Yeah, so it's a pretty big egg. Um, that's a big egg. It's a big egg. Yeah. Um, but it emerges from the cauldron and is ready to hatch within a few hours. Jesus. Yeah. Um, huh. it, says that, it says that they're eager to learn. Um, so they're very quick at uh picking things up. It it they um, uh, like uh like birds. Uh, um, instead of like sight, they you know sort of imprint on the first creature that feeds it. So oh. yes, so there's okay. uh, yeah that that's some care that is taken and making sure who is the first to feed it, um, because mm-hmm. that will be the person that it uh takes its orders from pretty much. Gotcha. Yeah. So kind of like familiars with our process in the shop, it's more of a we assist you in in getting components for the ritual mm-hmm. and the like so that, you know, the guard drake can imprint on you first and you don't have to we don't you don't have to re kind of um retrain it to exactly. associate with uh, yeah, away it, from us. This says usually is the one that's planning to train it is the person mm-hmm. that you want to feed it. Um yeah. cuz we do have a number of guard drakes hanging around that are just our best friends and yeah. like I, as much as we would love to give them some lovely homes cuz let's be honest we're in the store at like 24/7. Um, that's going to be some tricky business, but yeah. they're always kind of hanging around. Most F. Um, yeah, Ra- now, Raul's been like really good at helping me out. He's a red uh, yeah. guard Drake that has been kind of helping keep the riffraff uh, down on sub level six. A yeah, little, yeah. A little he, tame. He, he's the the perfect sort of like sheep dog. Like he's, yeah, he just just kind of runs around, herds the sheep drake. anything we need moved. Yeah, sheep Drake. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Now it says that when this happens, they establish an aggressive but trusting bond. <laughs> Um, which I think is a very fun way of phrasing that. Uh, but yeah, they uh, hit fully grown within two to three weeks. Um, oh my god! And can be trained in the same length of time. Oh so my like, god! Yeah, That's an efficient beast. They're very efficient beasts. Yeah. Now, um, it says one is the equivalent of a guard dog in terms of what it can be trained to do. So, yeah. the dogs a, of dragons. A big U-sized dragon pup. Yeah, essentially that with various in in various colors and uh, head flare. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, look at this! It, it actually says it down here. A guard drake resembles the type of dragon it was created from. Yeah, um, but with a wingless, squat, muscular build. Um, they can't reproduce, 
nor can its scales okay. be used to make other guard drakes. I guess that makes sense. Yes. Because otherwise you've got, like, just a an infinite source of guard drakes yeah. at that now, point. Now, if it's all right, I kind of want to go through this table of sure. the, the differences here. So it says that each type of, of chromatic dragon scales and blood creates a guard drake that resembles a wingless, stunted version of that type of dragon with abilities um, that are unique um, to the type. So, like, yeah. uh, black guard drake um, are amphibious, so can breathe air or water and have uh, mm-hmm. can, can swim very well, um, but also are very resistant to sort of acids and stuff like that. Yeah, because um, I think the... They all have to have, like, a resistance of some sort of element, it seems. I think yeah. that's the breath weapon yeah, exactly. that kind of correlates with those dragons, exactly. if I remember yeah. my dragons right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then blue, uh, they can uh, burrow, they're very good diggers, um, can burrow wow. very quickly, um, and are uh, resistant to lightning. Um, mm-hmm. Greens, um, also amphibious, um, can swim real good, um, but are um, resistant to poisons instead of acids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Reds uh, can climb really well, resistant Ooh. to fire, and then that's uh, fun. yeah, and then whites also um, uh, good at burrowing, but also can are good at climbing and are resistant okay. to the cold. So that's you know, cool. I wonder if because I know in here. All right, Zach. I think here's our ooh, Zach. Here's our next product. Yeah, we know. So Tiamat was kind of behind the creation of these guard drakes. Most def. Because I'm seeing there's a lack of metallic guard there drakes. There is, in yeah. Here. They're chromatic. We should. Huh. Now I know I, I I know someone who is a paladin of Bahamut. Mm-hmm. Maybe she can give us an in. But okay. I think we should reach out to Bahamut and get, Corner- get some Hmm? Corner corner of the metallic guard drake market is what you Yes. I think I think we reach out to Bahamut. I think we hey, give us some starter scales and let's let's hit up R and D and try to get some metallic guard drakes out there. Uh, it, it, in theory, it should be possible. Um, mm-hmm. Now, th- I will say, folks, that this is going to be if, if this is what your interest is, it will be an expensive venture. Yeah, but you have pound, a dragon yeah, dog. Exactly. Ten pounds of dragon scales, kind of hard to come by. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, we can, uh, we'll take your, your, your uh, requests into account. We'll make sure we uh, get the, 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 the scales for the type of dragon that um, is going, well, the type of drake that's going to be um, best mm-hmm. for sort of you and wherever you live. So you're climbing. Yeah. You know, we can... Uh, a uh, dragon player. for every uh, climb. Exactly. All those climbs. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, an expensive venture, but mm-hmm. a, a long-lasting one. I mean, dragons, yeah. man. I, I mean, as our poll showed with pseudo-dragons taking the lead on familiar, the familiar race, people mm-hmm. love their dragons. They do. They love their dragons. They are. They can see in the dark. Um, they understand draconic. Mm-hmm. Um, but can't speak themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you kind of like, I, I think we, you had mentioned this like a week or two ago, um, where like when people train dogs in German. Um, yeah. <laughs> but instead, <laughs> you, you do it in Draconic. Yep, yep, yep. We have uh, a, you know, a, a common to Draconic dictionary. Exactly. That you can pick up on the way out. Most stuff. Um, but yeah, so those are guard drakes. I think they're fantastic. I want one. I um, would love one. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. What? I, I, I'm i trying to conjure an idea for a sport. For a sport? With guard drakes. Well, I feel like... Because I, like I, want, I want something that can play off of each of their abilities to, like, their different, their different navigation abilities. Because you know, some cool. can climb, some can yeah. burrow, some can swim. A capture-the-flag style... Like, where, you know, the, the flags are placed in different sort of environments... Yeah. Um. And so you want to send out the the drakes on your team that are you, know, you, you like you want to spread them out depending on sort of their uh yeah. proficiencies in their in navigation. It's like a, it's almost like a battle royale style giant map. Yeah. With a with a big different environment where you know you've got the the lake section and the mountain section and whatnot. So like maybe like you need to like it's it's almost like. 
it's almost like an RTS, like a like a like a Age of Empires kind of thing, where you've got a commander who commands the Drakes out to various locations and directs them in various places. It's almost like a war game. Yeah. Um, a completely cool. a completely non blood sport war game. Though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like capture the flag, where if the if the guard Drake tags you, then it's like ah, yeah, I gotta yeah. go back to I gotta go back to my home base to respawn. Exactly. <laughs> That could be interesting. It could be very cool, yeah. And then it's like, ooh, okay. I, I think I think here's the hook from the the player standpoint, uh-huh. uh, from the from the person in in control, is you get like six drakes mm-hmm. from the various color spectrum to send out to the field, but you don't know the terrain ahead of time. Yeah. So you have to. So you have to like plan. gamble. Yeah. I think that's the hook. Ooh, that's pretty cool. I think that's the hook for for Drake Flagums. I nope. also I'm seeing in my my head like, um, not bobsledding. What am I thinking of? Like um, toboggan? Dog. No, when you know, like they have the 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 dog uh, sledding or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, mushing. Yes, mushing. <laughs> I don't There's know if that's the actual term name for it. it. That is escaping me at, at the I moment. Think it's a, uh, Iditarod dog racing, dog yes, sledding. Yeah, it's like that, but with with a bunch of guard drakes would be cool. There we go. I think that's much better than my idea, actually. Yeah, that's that'd be. Yeah, I have a very good mental image of that. Yeah, so that's you very just, fucking you good. Have to sort of have to sort of trade your uh, m- move your drakes around, sort of to help mm-hmm. you through different environments. Ugh, it's pretty cool. Good. Yeah, it's very good. Awesome. Oh, boy. Fantastic. So that's Guard Drakes, which means we Ooh. only have one left. We only have one left, and um, I'm not sure whether it's appropriate to say we saved the best for last, but we certainly saved the weirdest for last. We, 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 de- we certainly saved something for last. Yeah. Zach, meet the humble Lucrata. What is that, Griffin? Uh, I'm just going to read the opening paragraph in Oval's very good book. Uh, because I think it's... I, I could not say it better than him. A... God, I hate looking at it. A lucrata is what you get if you took the head of a giant badger, the brain of a person who likes to torture and eat people, the legs of a deer, and the body of a large hyena, put them together, and reanimated them with demon ichor without bothering to cover up the stink of death. Uh-huh. So it's a Big, it's very fleshy. There's a lot of muscle, a there lot of is. visible muscle. Oh, just a lot. It's a it's, lot, Griff. Its head is very much the like like a giant badger, but instead piercing red pupilless eyes and a, a dripping maw of teeth. The the you know how hyenas sort of have the very pronounced forward shoulders and like back mm-hmm. and then the head do not complement each other very well no and also those nasty legs have hooves deer hooves and they're like those angled deer legs too yeah well, with like a goodness. but a nice tail the tail's good the tail is pretty good i will say <laughs> uh lucrata are um spawns from uh a goddess or a god called uh yinogu who I think is uh, related to Knolls. I think Yinogu has some some connection to the Knolls. Gotcha. Some of the hyenas that ate uh, Yinogu's kills went through a different transformation rather than turning into Knolls. Um, and among the more bizarre results, there are Lucratas. They are clever. They are cruel. Uh, they love to deceive, torture, and kill. Uh-huh. Uh, Lucratas are smarter than your standard knoll, uh, so one could occupy a higher position in a knoll tribe. Than a knoll? Yep. Oh my god! Uh, it is unlikely to lead a group of knolls, but it can influence a leader into battle and offer advice during fights. Um... Knolls can see Lucratas as a form of entertainment, partially because a Lucrata can mimic sounds. A Lucrata can mimic animal sounds and humanoid voices. 
That's horrifying. And so Lucratas will mimic the squeals of a suffering victim in pain, something that Knowles very much enjoy, because Knowles be nasty. Uh, Knowles do even be when there nasty. Are, even when there are no victims to be had. Um, most Lucratas are consciously cruel to a point of being meticulous about their savagery to draw out and kill into a better and longer sport. They like the hunt a lot and will, you know, use their mimicry to be like, make the sound of a, a person passing in, in pain and, oh, God, help me. Um, and then some happy-go-lucky would-be adventurers come by the way and then a bunch of gnolls come out and swarm you and a Lucrata will be like, mm, we're going to wait. We're going we're gonna to enjoy this, boys. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, gnolls enjoy watching Lucratas work almost as much as they like doing their own killing. They are considered foulness embodied. Uh, they are so loathsome that only gnolls and others of its kind can stand to be around one for very long. Its horrific hodgepodge body oozes a foul stench that pollutes anywhere the creature lairs. This reek is only outdone by the creature's breath, which issues uh, from a maw that drips fluid corrupted with rot and digestive juices. This is amazing flavor text, by the way. Oh, um, you did it again, man. In place of fangs, a lucrata has bony ridges as hard as steel that can crush bone and lacerate flesh. Um, they can peel away plate armor from fallen knights with these uh, 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 death ridges. Oh, and they're... Uh, how big are these things? They're considered large. So they're about so, the size of a horse. A horse oh. is a good comparison for large creatures. Oh my god. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Griffin. Um, Lucrata's tracks are almost impossible to distinguish from that of a common deer, so you can't track them. Oh my god. Uh, their stench normally warns a prey away, but... Uh, yeah, you can't track them, and they can duplicate the call or vocal expressions of any creature it has heard. Can All I tell right. you my, fav- my, my favorite thing about them, though? Yeah. Please. They have a feature called Kicking Retreat, where if they hit you with their hooves, they can then just run away, and you can't, you can't hit them in return because you just got donkey kicked in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so they can also donkey kick you. And then just disappear. Lucratas are nasty. <laughs> Some nasty boys. Oh, my God. We bring this up because, of course, there is an exception to every alignment. Mm-hmm. And within and but also because chaotic people need dogs too, y'all. Yeah. And this is a chaotic evil ho- horse deer dog. Granted, I don't like going down there because they kind of make fun of me. Why? Why is that? I don't know. They made fun of my. I don't want to say. Is it because you're tall? No, they made fun of my butt. Oh. I know. Apparently, it's it's. Like flat or something. No, you have a great butt. Don't let the Zach. Don't let the don't let the Lucratas talk nasty about your butt. It's just yeah, I was feeling really uh, self conscious already, and they kind of make oh. fun of me a lot. Well, look, we don't have to keep them if you don't want it to. No, we got um, for for the sake of having a well rounded stock of you know yeah. friends to get you know, to 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 yeah, make sure find loving homes. Yeah, we gotta gotta keep them. I guess I'll just. I'm actually really glad you said that, because I actually have a really good contract lined up with Ichthornap, the leader of the Knolls and the Southern Wastes, and uh, I, I, he is interested in the Lucratas that we got, we were, we're hawking, so I'm actually really glad that you said that. I love you, but I do want to turn a profit on these bad boys. Yeah, if the Lucratas are, are, are hawking, don't come a-knocking, I guess. <laughs> Um, so I don't really have... Here's the thing. Okay. And, I, and I've noticed that this is kind of a theme with kind of our nastier monsters. Yeah. They're not funny. Yeah. There's but, not much we can say about them that is funny, because they're just awful. I do want to see a Lucrata do, like, stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> like, standing at a microphone with, like, a tie... And like you know, like, like like a big '80s like you know, jacket with like the sleeves pushed up. Yep. I mean, but like, here's the thing: it all it does is I, I in my head when it mimics something, it just opens its mouth 
and the sound, and the sound comes, comes out. out. So I just imagined a Lucrata in a tie and a jacket standing at a microphone with just its mouth hanging open, and John Mulaney is coming out of that. Oh, man. Actually, no. They're chaotic evil, so it'd be Dane Cook. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just be like, uh, you know, standing in front of a crowd of gnolls being like, yeah, so uh, I... Uh, I eviscerated a small child today, and all the gnolls are like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And he's like, yeah, comedy. And then we're all, all taken aback because that's awful, but mm-hmm. they, but, they enjoy themselves, I guess. But gnolls is nasty. Gnolls so. is nasty. Yeah, oh. Lucratas, they, um, what's disturbing to me is that naturally, as you would expect, they are not very charismatic creatures. Um, they are, they are, however, pretty good at lying based yeah. off of their mimicry. Um, God. they do speak, they speak abyssal and null, so they can actually do some oh. abyssal stand up. Yeah. Yes. Some abyssal or nullish stand up. It'll be <laughs> awful. If we didn't, if we didn't already have dogs, but not as this episode title, I would say abyssal stand up is a very good abyssal stand up title. Is very, very good. Abyssal Stand Up is Menelie's third favorite band. There we go. Um, One one second, I'll go put that over there. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's about all I've got vis-a-vis Lucratas. They are... um, I would encourage everyone to open up your Oval's uh, Very Good Book. I forget the name of it, so I'm just going to keep calling it Oval's Very Good Book. (laughs) Yes. And uh, go to page 169. It's Manual of Critters, right? I think so. I'm going to keep calling it Oval's Very Good Book. Um, page 169, so you can get just a glimpse of what a Lucrata looks like. And the fact that these things can have standing within Nolish tribes yeah. is wild to me. Uh, yeah, it's no. like it's like if you it's like if we had like like if you and I were cult leaders or something and we were planning what to do for our next cult meeting. Yeah. And all of a sudden a Saint Bernard came over to me and told me what I should be telling my cult members. Yep. <laughs> but the St. Bernard is monstrous, and it creeps out from the shadows. And it's the size of a horse. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Well, that <laughs> uh, that's Lucrata's. That's four. That's that's uh that's four alternative to, to alternatives to dogs. Well, with Lucratas in mind, I think that's where we should scoot over to our next uh, wacky weekly. Would you rather? Yes. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get ready for this one, folks. Because... This is kind of this is kind of a stupid one, but I really want to see the response to this or so, lack thereof. Yes. Um. The wacky weekly. Would you rather this week is which of the horrid components of a Lucrata? Would you, uh, I guess, hate the least? <laughs> so um, the head of a giant badger, the brain of a person who likes to torture and eat people. Yikes! The le- legs of a deer. What's the last the, one? The body of a large hyena. The body of a large hyena. Yes. I'm talking about you personally on your personage. If you had to pick one of these, which terrible choice would you take? I, I I personally think the deer feet wouldn't be as would be the the less costly choice. Yeah, deer legs is is pretty good. Um, I don't know, giant I, badger oh, head sounds kind of fun. I was gonna say a giant badger head also could be very maybe, funny. Maybe if the giant badger head didn't come along with the mouthful of death ridges and the yeah. red eyes, if it was a more traditional badger, I think just, I'd be down with that. Just have a, a badger head. Yeah. Yeah. I could be um, into that. Yeah. I could get, like, a job at the circus. Now, here's a question. If I took the brain, mm. would I still be me? Would I just want to torture and eat people? <sighs> I don't know. And that's getting a little deeply philosophical. Well, I'm just saying, like, we should, we should you know, really uh, suss out the, the, the you know, the, the semantics that, of this. I think that you, for the sake of this, you largely keep your, uh, I think, I think it's just an alignment shift. Yes, I think you, I think you keep your largely keep your your personality and your you sense shift of self. To chaotic evil, but you're chaotic evil. Oh, I can say chaotic evil Sakharov. Um, hyena body, I think, is a non-starter. I don't no. know. 
Because oh, yeah, then I just have these man arms coming off of a fuzzy torso. What well, a fuzzy torso, which is supposed to be horizontal, but is now <laughs> instead the worst vertical. Part. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part of it. Uh, all right, so yes, yeah, so that will so be. So there we go. Um, that will be on Twitter this yeah. uh, this Wednesday. Yeah, we got we got Thornies, Shadow Mastiffs, Guard Drakes, Lucratas, alternatives to dogs. At your beck and call. Zach and Griffin hooking you up every hooking other week. Up. Every other week. I mean, we're open twenty four seven. Yeah, we just do the show um, every other week. Yeah, it's kind of our, you know the promotional, let you know the the sweet deals. What what's going on? Yeah, exactly. The hot the hot insider tips. Tips tips tips. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, uh, last parting words. Um, definitely. Uh, we're gonna uh, plug that probably more in our uh, outro, but always you know. Check out the Patreon, that merch store. Zach Rob just checked out the well, got yeah. got some some pet shop merch finally. Yeah, I'm gonna check out the merch store and and get some merch. I also need to get a sticker for my car because I have a, a an another path sticker. Oh, gotcha. And so I need to slap a, a a pet shop sticker on the back of my car. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So, um, all right. With that, I think. Yeah. yeah uh, one thing vis-a-vis the Patreon would like to take a second to thank a handful of our patrons uh, yes. out there so thank you to Connor thank you to Kim thank you to Shogun you guys are great thank you for being with us on this ride uh, and supporting everything that we do here and at Another Path thank you guys most definitely most yeah, definitely yeah. thank you very much so um, I've, I've been Zach I've been Griffin and just remember folks at the end of the day why, it's all about the love, baby. It is all about the love, baby. 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 Baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 17 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you've enjoyed the show, consider subscribing or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. You can follow along with us at PetShopCast on Twitter or PetShopCast.com. If you want more from us, you can check out our sister show, Another Path, a theatrical D&D actual play podcast, at AnotherPathPod on Twitter or AnotherPathPodcast.com. On that website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon, which helps support all the shows that we do and the amazing people who create them. I'd like to thank again Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her on SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter and our friend Rin for voicing the awesome advertisements that you've heard throughout the show. That's going to be all for us this week, but we'll be back soon with a new episode. We love you all. See you all soon.